0: they came from across North America.
1: They meet here each week, in the basement of an abandoned comic book shop, to talk comics, covering
0: all the news and info you need, to the latest reviews, and even books to stay away from. Join your hosts, Infinite Speech, the comic book clergyman. And the Spider-Man Geek. Every week, here, on Tales from the Water Cooler. And welcome everybody to this week's Tales from the Water Cooler. Water Cooler! Episode number 254. With us this week we have...
2: Infinite Speech.
0: Spider-Man Geek. And the comic book clergyman, the Trifecta. And
2: Kermit Arms and Confetti and it's Balloons. Cute. Falling from the ceiling since that's the theme for the week.
0: Yay! <laughs> so what's going on, guys?
2: <laughs> uh, just um, I'm trying to recover from trailer fatigue, actually. And all the news pouring out of uh, San Diego Comic Con over the past weekend.
0: Well, let's let's go ahead and jump into that then. Um, And now the news. And now the news. (laughs) (laughs) So kick us off there,
2: speech. Oh, sure. Well, let's see. We got we got trailers. (laughs) Well, first I'm going to talk about the trailer that we won't get to see, um, and that would be the one. From for Guardians of the Galaxy. So if you were in attendance in Whole H, you got to see all the uh the new stuff that Guardians of the Gap the Galaxy has to offer, the cuteness of baby Groot. Um, and I heard there was well I did I did see some of the concept art and it looks like Mantis is gonna be in it, which yeah. is very cool. I've I've always liked her. Um they did Release um, the role that Kurt Russell will be playing. He'll be Ego, the Living Planet. Yeah, uh, that's interesting. Who is also Star Lord's father? That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. So um, Sylvester Stallone is also he also has a cameo, and unfortunately, it's not a Tangle and Cash. You know, <laughs> partnership. <again. laughs> it's been awesome. That that just really just made the whole film at least for someone like me um, Yeah. <laughs> so young ones if, if you've never heard of Tango and Cash Google it Absolutely. and you'll get the jokes um, so I'm actually looking more forward to this one than I was the first one which I, I still think was good but I think it was a tad bit overhyped since the final scene ended in a dance off and I'm still fuzzy about that shit um, and <laughs> So um, James Gunn did speak to several news outlets um, on regards to why that trailer won't be released. So if you want to find out more about about that, go ahead and look. And I'm not upset about it. Some people were, but I'm like, yeah, I wasn't there. You'll you'll see the trailer eventually. So, you know, um, let's see. And
0: Yondu has a big fin now.
2: Yes, yes, Yandu has a an updated fan. And he's also now an official member of the Guardian. So I know all those people who are complaining, Yandu's not part of the team, but he's an official guardian. Well, you can be happy he's an official guardian now. He's on the team and he'll be whistling arrows through plenty of bad guys, I hope. All right. Um, let's see. One of the trailers I was very excited to see even though it was very short but it was short beautiful and to the point was Luke Cage which airs September 30th on Netflix Um, it just shows Cage being Cage and just being a badass back to some O D V in the background and it was just beautiful yeah that was good Uh, uh, I think I watched that trailer for the entire evening actually (laughs) it's like okay I'm done I'm just going to watch the Luke Cage trailer over and over and over again the um, Iron Fist trailer also was debuted as well as a really quick Defenders one, which pretty much was just a montage of the no and all that stuff with Nirvana. Yeah, that no, that was cool. I like I like that that mix there. And then um, it had Stick during the voiceover. So being as condescending as ever, you know he's one of those guys, <laughs> one of the, one of those mentors. Um. Let's see, what other other trailers came out? The Suicide Squad Remix music trailer came out, and I wasn't going to watch that one at first, because I'm like, you know, I've already seen so much Suicide Squad. We all have. The movie comes out in, what, a week and a half now? Yeah, and And that trailer was awesome. (laughs) And it didn't didn't show you anything you didn't already know. You just got a tad bit more dialogue from um, Will Smith, a.k.a. Deadshot, um again he has another cheesy line that was so on the nose and goes you you jokers must be crazy i was like ah i see what you did there um and there's a little, a little bit more harley a little bit more focus on some of the other team members like killer croc and everything so you know i thought that was a really cool trailer um let's see what else Doctor was that dr strange. strange that one was a little uh, it was better
0: yeah that one didn't i don't that didn't do much for me i don't think really yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it'll be better. I, I, I mean, it's it, it's a little bit different than the suit, like Suicide Squad. I feel like I've almost kind of seen the whole movie at this point because there's so much. But like yeah. the, the less that Doctor Strange shows, I think the better the movie's actually going to be.
2: Probably yeah. I mean I did kinda like the fact that we got to see more of the like magic effects and everything and I did like the line at the end when Mordo gives him a little scrap scrap of paper and he goes like what is this? My <laughs> monster? He says, No, it's the Wi Fi password. We're not savages. I was like, Ah, there you go. That was nice. <laughs> I like yeah, when but, you put
1: I like when he puts the cape
2: on though. Yeah. That's how I put my um jackets and cape and capes on when I go to the yeah. grocery store. The, the exact same way. So, you know, <laughs> I, I I I did feel a certain type of bond at that point in the film trailer. So I was like, OK, that I was close cool. on the same way. So, you know, maybe I can identify with Doctor Strange. Um, a trailer I was impressed by was the Wonder Woman trailer. Yeah, that was interesting. Um, yeah.
0: I mean, I'm not a big fan of Wonder Woman, but it looked
2: pretty cool. So, um, yeah, not, I, um, not, not much else really to say about it, but yeah, it was, <laughs> um, it, was it was, a pretty kick ass trailer. And at the end, I was, I was actually shocked to see that they're, they're going to have Anna Candy in the movie. And she's a, she's a, a classic Wonder Woman mythos character, and I mean she's she's been there from you know the early 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 days, so that that was real cool that they put her in in there as well. Um, did you guys check out the Walking Dead trailer?
0: I did. I have a funny story about that one. Um, so Uh-oh. when I pressed play to watch that trailer, um, so the trailer is kind of a, a kind of a montage of all the characters who are being picked out by. Negan and he's doing the Eeny Meeny Miny Mo thing, and so you know it's kind of this nostalgic. Oh, we've been with these characters for so long. Well, at the same time, what I didn't realize is that I had also pressed play. I was listening on my headphones on my laptop, and I also pressed play on my i on my iTunes, and Mott the Hooples." All the young dudes started playing while the while the uh, while the trailer was starting, and I thought that was the music to the, to it, and I, and I thought, this is really strange, like, why, like, it's, it's all, like, serious, and, like, very, you know, and I just thought, what a, what a weird choice of song to put with, uh, to put with this, with this trailer and, and all that, and, and then I realized that, um, All the Young Dudes was not, the that was on my (laughs) computer, and, uh,
2: like something's not syncing up right here.
0: Yeah, so it was a little bit strange. So I, I was a little bit, I was a little bit thrown off. But uh, it ended up, I figured it out. So and then I went back and watched it again, and I was like, Ah, I see now. Yeah.
2: If if I was needing I would have just skipped any, any, money row, and just been, been a real asshole and made them all like pick a number between one and twenty. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, oh, but sorry. it's but it's kind of silly, and he's kind of
2: silly, right? Oh. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm, I don't know about this season. I mean, what what did get me real hyped was seeing Carrie Payton playing Ezekiel and seeing Shiva there with him. That was awesome. Yeah. I'm like, that's Carrie Payton. And Carrie Payton is the voice of Cyborg, Aqualad on um, uh, Young, Young. Justice and, you know, just many other voices, which I was like, wow, so that is cool. And anybody, I mean, once you have a tiger by your side and you're king, anything, you're just a badass. You are the man, period. So, you know, so um, I'm looking forward to that whole exchange and, you know, as always, any story part you may be able to fault the show on the makeup and effects always is on point yeah absolutely There was one I think it was like a limb about to fall off it was like held on but like a little dread of skin there and I was like oh yeah that was
0: nasty that. yeah yeah Yeah, that was nasty um you didn't mention you mentioned Wonder Woman but you didn't miss you didn't mention Justice League not yet oh you're, you're still
2: getting I know I know I know Dan's on the edge of his seat over there for the oh, Justice yeah. League
1: I can't, I can't, I can't contain myself.
2: The unbridled excitement. So, so, Dan, what'd you think of the Justice League trailer?
1: I didn't watch it. Oh.
2: Uh, see, that's
0: well, how it It wasn't really a trailer. It was actually like no, a clip, like, cl- like
2: yeah. a teaser, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm, kinda. I mean, you know, I. You can see, like, some time has passed because Batman, like, told a joke. Yeah. Well, you, you can tell
0: they're totally trying to lighten it up a little bit. Yeah,
2: yeah. Like, this is – he's not angry, angry Bruce Wayne. I'm running over people every five, every five minutes. But even the Affleck said that there is some transitions that take, um, take place after – BBS in uh, this film, and we'll get to see how that happens in the standalone Batman. But we will get to meet the team. You know, it says unite the seven, but we only see six, so we can just assume that they're holding Green Lantern as the big surprise. Yeah,
0: yeah. I um, so I didn't see Batman vs Superman. Still, I still haven't seen it. So. So this ah, is either. this was the first time that i have seen no all of these characters in the roles that they're playing so i mean this is the, this was my first exposure to Batfleck. fleck it was my you know uh the first uh my first experience with this flash um and who i was not impressed with um Maybe other people were, but, you know, to me, Flash is great Gustin, and that's that's it. That's final. I mean, he's the best, and you can't change that. So, like, you know, um, and, 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 and then also, like, for them to kind of say, you know, like, he says in the, in the clip, you know, he's like, well, I don't have any friends. And I'm going... I mean, this is so the opposite of the Flash from the TV show. Like, Flash has friends. Like, come on.
2: It's a different universe.
0: I know, this but is... it's dumb. And and uh, <laughs> I did I did like I did like Aquaman, but but at the same time, like this is not Aquaman. Like this is this is some you know. Uh, I mean, this is this is a different take on Aquaman than we've ever seen before, and. <laughs> Uh, DC made Aquaman need more to make
2: it. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's exactly who he is. Yes, that's, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. You. Yeah, that's DC it. said, you know what, if Marvel's not going to use him, we're going to use him. Yeah. Call him Aquaman. Absolutely.
0: He absolutely, yeah, that's exactly Pretty who he is. So, um, yeah.
2: so, yeah, that those were my thoughts on that one, but... I mean, I thought it was nice. Um, Cyborg is a, a character I'm looking forward to seeing. I'm looking forward to seeing... Mm. The balance between him and Flash, yeah, just that whole character interaction. Because I think they will be the scene stealers, while everyone else is being all adulty. We're warriors. We've taken lives, and you got these two kids coming in, like, okay, you know, you know, we'll do this. You know, I want, I want to see how that happens. And I'm, I'm anxious to see how Green Lantern actually looks and he's playing Green Lantern because we don't even know, you know, what's going on on that front. So that's still a surprise there, and I'm okay with that. But Namor, Aquaman, I'm cool, but it's going to be weird when, when or if Marvel ever puts Namor on anything live live action. Yeah. What else? Anything else? Let's see. Uh, well, there were since you brought up Grant uh Did you see the trailer for season three of Flash? I
0: did, and that looks really good, really okay. good. Flashpoint, really good.
2: So I, I did think it was a little bit cheesy when um, Eobard e- was in the cell. And I think I'll call it flashpoint. I'm like, oh,
0: oh, I know, right? Oh, that was a little bit on
2: the nose. Oh, but... like, oh stop, stop, stop!
0: Who cares? It's
2: still awesome. I I am looking forward to it. I, I really am. I need that. I need season three to be better than whatever is going to come out of Arrow. I saw that too, and I'm still not excited about Arrow at all. I think I, I didn't even watch more than two, no three episodes this past season. They're adding Ragman, who was, and I used to get teased about this, but as a kid, Ragman and Miracle Man were like my my two favorite DC characters.
0: Ragman.
2: Yeah, and (laughs) Ragman is going to be in Arrow season five, along with Wild Dog. But yeah, I was one of those weird kids who liked... I don't I don't I don't know why I like ragman, but I Rag- really did. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> ragman. Don't make do make, make me come find you.
0: That's his yes, name, Rag- Ragman. <laughs> he's here to he's here to sop up your 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 your, your, your loose liquids. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay. I know he's guys, a real guys, character, but it's just funny. I mean Ragman.
2: Taking a stab at my childhood wolves. Didn't I didn't I just open up and like say I used to get teased about it you guys used to <laughs> kill that stab. I really did. <laughs> well do you need a rag I've to sop up that years. blood there, Pat? <laughs> <laughs> I have spent years pressing that shit down and you just bring it all back up. Boy, I you a bit of that.
1: Yes, uh, ragman.
2: ragman. Ragman and Miracle Man were my two. Those, those are my two top. DC. They can't That's be good. Superman. Okay. Their yeah. stories are better. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, there was also a trailer for season two of the animated Vixen show, which is going to have the characters from the live action shows reprise your voice roles. So you're going to get Steve Lamell, you're going to get Grant Gustin, you're going to have some characters from Legends of Tomorrow pop up and, you know, all that, so... I'm actually looking forward to season two of and I just wish it wasn't six episodes that were like five to six minutes apart. That's the only part about the whole animated series and the kind of sets are so just a bunch of short shorts. Short, short so, shorts. Yeah, very, very, very short shorts. So that is it on the trailer front. Okay. There was like tons of SDCs and news and, you know, people, you can go to your various outlets and whatnot. I was... There were a couple things that I was really excited about, and it's only because the kid in me was like doing cartwheels and backflips. So, did you guys read the Batman TMNT crossover? Right. Which one? Or the Batman TMNT crossover. Batman and Turtles.
0: I I read that no, one I didn't issue. Read. I read that one. Yeah, issue. I
1: think the one.
2: <laughs> well. Oh, I did see
0: the this. They're doing the animated one, right?
2: Right, right. They're doing the animated version, and I'm, 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 I'm like, yay! And this better be good because you know, Batman the animated series is arguably the best Batman cartoon ever. Yeah, and I think it still stands as like one of the top. I think it's like in everyone's top ten favorite animated series list. So I just like the look, I like it. the look of that book. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're, they're they're like keeping with the style of the animated Batman show and the Nickelodeon Turtles, you know, donnie has got like the missing tooth and all that, so I'm just so glad there's other Turtle Outlets, because I'm not one of the ones who's a fan of the film, like, ah, uh, I'm so glad I got the comics yeah. and the cartoon. <laughs> yeah. So, yep, yeah, that's about it on the uh, the trailer front, so there's some stuff, you know, some stuff is like an ad, but... Since Luke Cage will be here right around the corner, and Suicide Squad coming up next, I'm. Those are the two. Like I'm really excited for Doctor Strange. is gonna. It's gonna take me a bit. It really is because I'm. Yeah. deaf. Right. But I don't know what it is. I I just can't get on the Doctor Strange movie train. As well, well as I do the others. Well, speaking
0: of other Marvel movies, um, there was a lot of casting. For the Black Panther movie that that took place, the announcements about that, right?
2: Yes, there was. Yes, there was. And so, uh, did you want to go into that, or am I? Uh, well, I don't have
0: the I don't have the list of, of names, Uh-oh. but I thought you might know.
2: Oh, okay. Know them off uh, top of your head. it was officially. I mean, because there, there have been rumors or whatnot, and we do know, of course, Ryan Coogler is the director, and then. We knew that Michael B. Jordan would be working with him yet again. And um, Michael B. Jordan, it was announced he will be playing Eric Killmonger So he will be the villain in Black Panther. Dun, dun, dun. Um, so we also, what was the big news? And it was funny because a lot of people on the Black Panther it so hashtag on Twitter were fan casting this one particular person. And we all know her as the sword-swinging um, Michonne from The Walking Dead. You know, But they they, they wanted her in Black Panther. And I guess the stars aligned perfectly schedule-wise. And she will now be in the Black Panther film. She will be playing the leader of the Dora Milaje. And she will be Okoye. So that's awesome. Will be in black mm-hmm. paper. Um, Lupita will be playing um, N- Nakai, and I think they're making her Chadwick Boseman's love interest. Hmm. So, but but you know that's still like two years out. So, uh oh, they did announce the cast. who well, who will be playing Captain Marvel?
0: Ooh. Oh, that's right. Yeah.
2: Yep. And uh, what's funny is CNN in their excitement, they put out this huge thing and it said Shazam. I'm like, wow, you guys really <laughs> just could take maybe two minutes to Google something and yeah yeah they they were they were saying she would be playing Shazam. Oh please like like <laughs> oh, God CNN. thank you. Thank you, CNN. We know exactly that no one there reads comics <laughs> or pays attention. Yeah, so that was the joke of the day. Um, yeah, the well, black she, hair she's
1: thing. playing in Kong too.
2: Yep, Brie she Larson. Did, yeah, see, I, I I didn't see the trailer. Who is she in Kong? Like, is she? Yeah, uh, Weaver. Person?
0: Somebody called Weaver.
2: I think Weaver. she's she's
0: like the leading she's like the leading lady in Kong in the
2: Kong movie. Yeah. Oh okay. Oh, uh, and I guess on some, did either of you see Ghostbusters yet? I did. Nope. You did? I did. Yes. I okay. need I need some input, sir. Don't don't spoil. I that. won't spoil it, it but, but I'll
0: it. say that I I mean I really liked it. I mean I thought it was a, I thought it was. It, it, I mean it, if you like the old movie, then go watch the old movie and you'll you'll enjoy it. But know that this is mm-hmm. a this is a different movie, but it is it is absolutely a remake of that movie. Um, and, and I thought it was, I thought it was great. I mean, it's, I mean, it's not gonna, it's not gonna win an Oscar. It's not gonna blow your mind, but it's like, I thought it was good, you know, funny. And I thought it was, I thought it was true to the original, um, in a, in a, in a good way. Like, I didn't feel like it was kind of copying the original. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, I thought there were some great Easter eggs in it. Um, I thought the cast was fantastic. Um, I, you know... I feel like Leslie Jones gets a lot more attention than Ernie Hudson ever did um, <laughs> and and I think that's great and and yeah. you know like she feels more like a real member of the team than than uh, than poor Ernie ever did but um, there's some great cameos so yeah I, I thought it was fun so I don't really know what all the all the hubbub is about but
2: yeah I, everything I've heard from people who have actually seen it. They've either said, you know, they either had fun or there were some parts that were like, uh, but overall it wasn't all like the negative stuff that was that was coming over social media from like the build up.
1: I mean, but... have you seen have you seen Bridesmaid? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Bride... yeah, okay. Yeah. Did you like that movie? I did. Yeah. Yeah. You did? Okay. Yeah. I d I didn't particularly like it. Okay. Um I it's... think Yeah. I think uh, what's her name Christina Wig? Chris, Is it Christina Kristen, Wig?
0: Kristen Wig. Yeah. Kristen
1: Wig, I don't find her funny at all. She's actually oh. quite annoying to me. So okay. I
0: then you might not like this then. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but
0: but but yeah, it's I, yeah, I mean, if 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 you like if you like fun movies that you know then 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 see it. But if you don't like I... fun movies I wouldn't. I think
2: he's throwing shade at you, Dan, and saying you. Yeah, I like know. It. Apparently, no, I don't no, like no, funnier. No, no, no. I didn't mean it like that. I'm sorry. No, no, Jeff. No, no, Jeff. First, you shit on my childhood. You, you rip that schedule, and then you throw shade at Dan. Do you need a you know, Do you
0: need a rag to wipe up your tears?
2: <laughs> Can I hand you a? a, a... Well, you go for one week and you just come back salty, boy? I just ah. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can just oh, I just
0: I just picture I know I know who ragman is, but I just picture a guy just walking around with dirty rags and just handing them out to people. Like, is the
2: Did the bad criminal come and take your purse? Here yeah, have a rag. <laughs> yeah, have
0: a rag. <laughs> oh, did you spill uh, your drink? Here's a rag.
2: You need to blow your nose? Here's no, a rag. I'm, I'm supposed to go see it uh, later on this week And I expect to have fun I'm, I'm, I'm just really di- disappointed in just my gender Because if you go online Like there are guys who I haven't even seen the movie yet But it sucks I'm like really? Really? You're, you're a 40 year old bitter asshole like that? I'm like dude Come on now Right I Nothing mean. will surpass the original It doesn't have to surpass it It just has to be a film that's worth your time And worth your money no i'm not happy it's a remake i'd rather it be a part three but that decision was taken out of my hands back in 1984 when i wasn't picked to produce direct write, or anything for the original film so i do i do kind of wish it was
0: in the continuity um of of the original ones like that would have been a nice thing i think that would be the one thing i would change but you know whatever
2: yeah, I mean, I I just that one, and I still have yet to see *New Star Trek* film, but I hear that one good as well. Is that a help? Yeah. Yeah, uh,
1: it's coming out this week, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, okay. this weekend. This weekend. Okay. Yeah,
2: all the um, the uh, the the early viewings or whatnot have been fantastic reviews, and just people are like in awe of the film, like this is the best one out of the previous two. So I'm like, all right. Because yeah. I kind of, I like the first one. The, the second one, I was just like, "Nah," we could have went with a totally different story. You don't try to redo one of the greatest films in that movie's franchise. Over, oh, you, know, you should have just left the Con story really alone. Right. Con, uh, oh god. So, cool. You know, that's that's all the uh, movie trailer. That all the news. I mean, there's a little bit more. There was. Oh, did you guys? I mean, the picture was floating all over, but there was some Thor Ragnarok news. Oh, (laughs) yeah. And they showed that uh, Hulk would be rocking the gladiator armor from the Great Pox kind of Hulk storyline. Oh, you didn't see it? No. Oh, yeah. I mean, we got the Romanesque Empire helmet with the, the feathers on top. We got the shoulder armor, the mallets. So I'm I am excited to see that. Like I, I really am. And hopefully for Right Rock is better than for two and for one. Yeah, yeah, it looks good. Those movies are kind of all my toward and movies. Yeah, me too. Me too. And I think they those to me have like some of the best potential because you have all that rich story going on and it's kind of reduced to Yeah. There it is. Right.
0: Here you go. Cool. All right. right, Well, are we ready to dive in this week's picks? I'll take that as a yes. Yes.
1: I was waiting for the wee.
0: Oh wow. Okay. We got some good hang time there. Uh, (laughs) Um Um, up first is my pick Uh, I picked Star Wars number 21 The Last Flight of the Harbinger starts now Sergeant Creel is back with an all new squad of stormtroopers go inside the minds of an elite group of Imperial soldiers join incoming artist Jorge Molina for a walk on the dark side written by Jason Aaron art by Jorge Molina and let me do a shout out for uh the other people let me look that up real quick uh
1: Matt Miller for
0: Oh the Matt, Matt yeah yeah Matt Miller on colors and Chris eliopoulos on letters uh with an awesome David Aha color um mm-hmm. I thought that was the first thing I just wanted to say was just how fantastic that cover was um kind of a propaganda ish kind of uh cover of of stormtroopers, and so I, I went into this kind of with some low expectations because I haven't really been, uh, you know, all that into this uh, Star Wars book um, for a while. But um, but I did see that Jorge Molina was was drawing it, and I have uh, been liking his recent work, and thought, huh, well, we'll see if uh, if this, you know, how this works out. Well, so uh, I also enjoy kind of takes on Star Wars characters where you know it's not your typical you know luke skywalker han solo group um so this uh is 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 right up my alley because it's it's about a group of stormtroopers um led by sergeant creel as it said um who i for i don't remember him but he i don't know i don't know who he is but it, you don't really need to know if you just want to pick this up and just jump in i think it's fine um but you have this awesome kind of really cool group of stormtroopers all of them are different all of them look different all of them um have some specialty it's like a it's almost like the gi joe of stormtroopers like there's all a bunch of different different specialties that are here and um and i think what i really liked about this was 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 a thought that i had had about star wars or i've been thinking for a while is you know what if the rebels were considered you know terrorists the bad guys. Yeah, yeah what if they were considered the bad guys what if you know um you know i mean there's always two sides to every story and what if the empire was just trying to keep peace in the galaxy and the rebels were really uh you know the the, the terrorists here so um so of course this is a, a, a this group of stormtroopers is taken out a cell of of rebel soldiers and um and just immediately, what what I think is awesome about this whole issue is like it, it just the pace of it does not slow down. Like it is, it is just one awesome battle scene after another. Like so many great things happen. Like I love when they get on the speeders and like um, they're just shooting. There's a guy on the back of the speeder and he's just shooting people, and the other guy's just you know going around. I mean, just it's just awesome. So many so many cool things um, happen there. And uh, and we get to we get introduced to all of these different uh, characters and um, there's a great little scene where they're in a sewer and uh, uh, Creel gets uh, I guess Creel is kind of a newly appointed leader of this group and so he gets pulled under by this kind of uh, kind of like a dianoga kind of creature and. Uh, <laughs>
2: Now, hold on, hold on to what? those who may not be as familiar with the Star Wars universe.
0: Okay, the, the Dianoga is the thing that pulls Luke under in the trash compactor. So it, I, it, it does. Who knows if this is a Dianoga? We don't know, but it, it's kind of like that scene where they're walking and he gets he gets pulled under, and they're like, oh, you know, should we help this guy? And they're like, no, 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 let's let's wait and see how he does. And so a couple minutes pass, or you know, a moment passes, and then he like he comes up and he's just like completely. Uh, chopped up this this beastie with uh, with a pretty pretty awesome looking knife so um, uh, so so yeah so that was really a really cool scene um, and uh, it just kind of shows you a little bit of of his how they respect him or how they're learning to respect him and his in his authority and um, and then at the very you know at the very end we see. Uh, that you know, Creel has all kinds of tricks up his sleeve. He even he has a lightsaber that he carries, and uh, and you know uses a uh, very effectively. So, hold on hold, well, on, hold on, For those that may not know what a lightsaber is, <laughs> <could you>? <laughs> <laughs> it is a laser sword. A laser sword. Um, so anyway, so it's it's. I, I just thought it was great. I thought it was a great take on a different perspective in the star wars universe a great team and then jorge molina i mean I, he is just getting better and better and better like this looks so good um that i would love to see him be the regular artist on this going forward um it's definitely a, a Stuart Eminem kind of yeah look very Eminem um but you know we like Eminem so um yeah exactly so it's it's really good. So anyway, so I'm I'm super excited about this this uh, this new story. So take it away.
2: All right. Um, I will say I was nervous when you picked this. Yeah. Especially when I saw all the stormtroopers on the front. I'm like, oh god, okay. okay. But then I opened it up and I'm like, shit. The art was just fantastic. Story wise, it was great in it. It is good to see stormtroopers not being inept. Guys getting taken out by little furry, you know, Ewoks, um, wearing all that armor, getting beat up by um, slingshot rocks and all that. It is it, it just this, this, this makes your enemies seem credible. You know what I'm saying? Because. I mean, and it, there's also a slight drawback because Jason Aaron and the art team do like such a good job here. It kind of makes you it kind of makes the ineptness of the stormtroopers in the film that much more glaring and glaring. It's like, oh, God, those guys suck. But like you said, these guys are like the elite, you know, G.I. Joe team, you know, in the it, it was. Everybody had their, their own armor. I mean, they, they they spoke like they were a well-oiled unit. You know, we're going to go here. We're going to blow these guys up. You know, I need you to meet us where. Follow the signs of the gunfire. I mean, they were taking out rebels with with extreme prejudice. There were no warning shots. They only kept that one guy alive because it needed information. The way the book ended was just great. And after I finished it, I'm, I'm like, I need I needed to see that. Yeah, I would love to see that on like TV. Like the only other time you see them being that good of a unit is in like some of these animated shows, like Rebels or Clone Wars. But this right here, like, um, like you guys are already said, the artwork was just phenomenal. It could have been a silent issue of just them away Rebels, and you would have found yourself cheering for the Stormtroopers. I and mean, when you pulled out the lightsaber, A.K.A. the laser sword, um. <laughs> You know i was like oh is he like now i want to know more about this character here i'm like okay he's a stormtrooper that is packing a lightsaber and his troops know what it is because they're like oh my god is that he just stands there like the badass that he is but it was it was uh yeah the rebels were the bad guys and i'm sorry i didn't I didn't want one rebel to make it out of life. <laughs> Kill them yeah. all. Kill them all. <laughs> there, was not, there was not one time I was like, man, I hope that rebel makes it. It was like, no, nah, he need Nope. Get him. Like, I was fully, I was on the Empire side, but this entire issue, I defected. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, damn, bro. <laughs> all
1: right. Uh, yeah, exactly what you said there. I mean, uh, the best villains are, you know, heroes of their own story, right? And that's kind of what we get here. Uh, Sarge is hes very uh, believable and convincing um, a hero here. And like you, I was like on board with the Empire. I'm like, die, rebels, come. Like, it's just... <laughs> It was yes. it was it was pretty amazing. It's kind of a fun twist, uh, you know, and uh, it's, it's something we never got a chance to see in the original movies. Is you know, stormtroopers having an identity, so to speak, mm-hmm. right? Uh, being unique characters. Uh, so yeah, it's a real fun uh, read that is uh, definitely amped up by the art. Uh, so Melina's art is you know on point for sure. Uh, it's a fun book. It's a great looking book, and uh, yeah, I'm 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 rooting for the for this this stormtrooper squad. Uh, this what is that the scar squad or something? Yeah. That's and awesome. uh, so, yeah, you know, this is the kind of stuff you actually kind of want to see in the movies, but you know, belongs more in the extended universe of Star Wars, and mm-hmm. uh, and I'm cool with that. It's it's great to see these kinds of stories that are don't involve, you know. The good guys quote unquote so Mm. to speak uh but yeah you're totally going to be convinced and believe in uh sarge's uh convictions here and it's just it's a great ride so go ahead and
0: rate it um real quick i just also realized that that um you know usually in the star wars movies like the the rebels tend to have a little bit more character in terms of their their you know how they look you know, like everybody has their own kind of look when when they're a rebel, and then the, then you have the kind of the faceless, you know, very, uh, you know, every, all the stormtroopers look the same kind of thing. In this, in this, they kind of they reverse that visually, like mm-hmm. all of the stormtroopers the rebels look themselves. Yeah, yeah, they all look yeah, the same. They yeah. look the same. Yeah. Like they're they're kind of faceless. <laughs> you know, I mean, they have faces, but like they're all kind of very standard. And that's something that you can only really do in a comic book, which is really great. So. I agree with you that this this is something that fits really well with with a Star Wars comic. So okay. We'll rate it. Uh, I'll give Star Wars number twenty-one. I'll give it an eight point five. I will give it a nine. Uh,
1: eight point five as well. Alright.
0: Moving on to speeches pick. What'd you pick?
2: Tales from the Dark Song. Number two. Tales from the Dark Side. That, I, that, that was just so lame. That, that was, was a little bit. But... so hammy. <laughs> That was a... hammy and like,
0: forgive me, people. You Jeff need a, you need a rag me. to wipe that up <laughs> there.
2: You know, you know what? <laughs> Jeff has reopened some old wounds. I, I make that for the rest of the show, so I do apologize. You need that. some. That you need
0: bad. a rag to sop up the sap. Um. All right. So cool. <laughs> Joe Hill's yeah. revitalization of Tales from the Dark Side will now only be seen in print. Accompanied by the brilliant artwork of Hill's Lock and Key co-conspirator, Gabriel Rodriguez. A special two-part tale begins here as the terrifying black box is opened. Bullet points. The creator creators of Lock and Key back together again. An all-new imagining of a classic horror show. Variant covers by Hill's wraith artist Charles, Charles Paul Wilson III. Written by... Uh, Joe Hill, art by Gabe Rodriguez. Yes.
2: Adaptation by Michael Benedetto.
0: Yeah, he doesn't ever get the... He gets no love in the solicits. He's not even in the,
2: the, the solicits? Nope. Oh, come on, IDW. He's, he's right there on the inside of the cover. Have some respect. I know. God, the guy put in some work. Shit. His name at least deserves to be in the solicit. Right. God. All right, Tell us from the dark side without the creepy evil voice. Alright, so the first issue was great. This issue here is um, it's a two-parter. Um, so we meet Brian, and long story short, when things go good for Brian, they usually end up going bad for him as well. He's got like an, an, a ghostly alter ego that he is named Big Winter. So we, we meet Brian as a kid they're playing a game of monopoly there's a jerk bully in the, threatening him and um, he has to roll snake eyes to you know avoid the issue and he does but he has like a, a side effect on these really bad seizures and I guess you know as he gets older this stuff is it's happening. And it's not just him. There's this clandestine type agency or whatnot that is looking for people a lot like him. And they're pretty much just experimenting on them because that's what it seems like towards the end. But um, let's, let's say Brian's life is kind of shitty. It's, it's in the toilet. It's going down. He's got like a horrible boss who's letting go. Um, because of something that happened in, in the store. Um, Brian is always working with the Rubik's Cube, and we see some really creepiness at his apartment, because he has a show full of them. And I guess when he finally solves them, they all turn black. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb, because this looks like the same character that popped up in the first issue that all of a sudden vanished. Would you uh, guys agree? I don't know. With the, I mean, Brian looks like him, but like I said, I'm not sure. I'm gonna have to like go back and and, and look because I, I was going back through the issue earlier, and I'm like, mm. but as Brian is, old, is older, we see um, we get, we get a deeper explanation of what his powers have done and he pretty much warp reality. But like I said, he has these really bad seizures, and others like him have ended up dead. But um, when he looks like windows and mirrors, he can always see big winner there, like um, looking back back at. Him. So when he gets picked and he volunteers to go through all these tests and everything and he's playing a bit with, with the cube. But the ending here has a bit of a twist because it looks like they've pretty much just released Big Winner and put Brian on the back burner But we won't know for sure until the next issue. So here, um, you know, as, as usual, you get Gabriel's art, which is always good. I mean, it's highly detailed, expressive characters colors here are still, you know, green and um, those are done by Ryan Hill. Sorry. And, you know, it's just um it was weird though, because Brian doesn't have that that high detail look that you usually get with some of Gabriel's characters, but I also think it helps because this guy's like a disheveled mess. He probably doesn't sleep well. He doesn't sleep right. I mean his life is like I said, it's it's, it's going straight to his shit now and he's down on, on his luck. So I don't think he would have come off as as much of a visually down on his look character gave and put all the cool all the coolness into him. So I'm looking forward to seeing what the heck happened and will happen to Brian in the next issue. Um w I, I wanna know more about Brighter Side um, Institute. This is the the people that have taken Brian and have been experimenting on people like him. So like I said, it's it's vintage tales from from the dark side. It's creepy. It's got its sci fi fantasy knots here. So go ahead and pass it on to you, Dan.
1: Um, ghostly kids are creepy as hell.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So this book kind of had me right at the second page. You know, when when Brian goes under the table and sees yeah. a big winner there handing him the dice uh yeah had me hooked right there on the second page like oh this is creepy as fuck um so i mean otherwise there's not a whole lot that stands out uniquely in the rest of the issue but it's just a really good intriguing creepy story um brian newman obviously has lived with this his entire life and you know, he, he's not surprised. He's, he's always down. <laughs> Go figure. He's kind of down on his luck the entire time um, when his alter ego is, is big winner. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, imagine living with that and then being told that you were part of some sort of experiment, uh, that everybody else had died by the age of 40. Um, so whether or not the shady government agency uh, is telling the truth is, uh, is the whole <laughs> thing onto itself and oh, you don't
2: uh trust them?
1: You don't trust them. Oh, they, they they look like, you know, fine trustworthy people for sure. Yeah, they're, um they're, they're government card. lackeys in black suits and sunglasses are always trustworthy, of course. And mm-hmm. uh yeah, so what intrigues me though is the whole uh, thing about the Rubik's cube, right? Every yeah. time he solves a Rubik's cube, it turns black and then he keeps it on a shelf and he still has the original dice from when he was a kid. Um so there's definitely a lot more. I don't know how we're gonna get to see a lot of this sort of development coming up in just two two issues, right? Uh, I mean this part and then the next part. Um, but there's a lot going on. It's interesting. It's uh, it's fun. The art is on par. If you like uh, Lock and Key, you're more than likely going to enjoy this as well. Um, it's got the creepy ending. I'm I want to know more about Big Winner. Very mysterious alter mirror ego of uh of brian newman so yeah i mean it is i'm intrigued it was it was pretty good i didn't get a chance to read the first tales of the dark side but these are sort of um, uh, not anthology stories but sort of one shots for the most part i assume right yeah i think so yeah so this was just yeah it was fun it was good i enjoyed it Oh,
0: let's see. What did I think of this? Um, not quite. Maybe it's because it's a two-parter. Um, I wasn't quite as engaged with it as I was the first issue. Um, uh, so, so I'm, I'm kind of leaving a little bit of judgment for, to see how this pans out. Um, but, uh, but it's intriguing enough to kind of know. You know this this guy. And for some reason, I kept kind of going big winner. Every time that, every time I read that, it was like, Babe, "His name is Big Winner." Um, but uh, you know, so you know, I'm interested to see kind of where the story goes. I'm, I'm intrigued by the, by the Rubik's Cube thing. Um, so all that's that's kind of nice uh, mystery kind of stuff. Um, you know, I'm a huge Gabe, Gabriel Rodriguez fan, um, but like, I mean, his work is just not. It's just not as crisp. I don't know if he's not. If he's if he's not taking as much time with this as he did on Lock and Key, um, but it just doesn't look kind of, it doesn't look as crisp as his work uh, on Lock and Key did. But you know,
2: yeah, but that would have taken away. Like, like I said, I mean, Brian is a disheveled mess here, and I think it, You know, I think it's a good look for him not to be all. You know, have all that fine Gabriel Rodriguez detail that I we're like used to.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I don't know. I don't know what it is. It, it feels almost like the inking is. I was almost like you know maybe there's a well and, and I don't know did it did somebody else ink him on Lock and Key? Um, yes. J, I, okay. J,
2: J, no 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 photos did colors.
0: Colors. Yeah. Colors, yeah. Um, so I don't know if somebody it, it may, and it may be a coloring issue too. I mean it, it could it could very well be that um, that 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 tightness and that crispness of the of the work yeah, was was because of somebody else, but. Um, so but it's still but it's still Gabe Rodriguez and it's still great. So I'm not really I'm being really nitpicky because this was still a good issue. So um so yeah. And the only reason I didn't pick it was because I picked number one.
2: So well, I didn't even realize he kept the dice until you pointed it out, Dan. Oh, goodness. I don't think I, I don't think I have anything still to this day from our South from another I don't know. <laughs> Much less two two dice on my that, Yeah. Big winner. Yeah. All right. Go ahead and read it. Go for it. I will give Tales from the Dark Side number two a seven.
1: I'll give it a seven.
0: I will give it a seven and a half as well. All right. So we're all pretty agreed on that one. Um, moving on to Spider-Man Geeks' pick. What'd you pick?
1: <laughs> Hold on to your hats, folks. <laughs> I picked a DC book, and not just any DC book. I picked. Aquaman number three number
0: and you picked a number three,
1: a of number three. Aqu-
0: aquaman um <laughs> yeah. um yeah so I, th- is this the first time the Aquaman's ever been picked on the water cooler it might be
1: I no, I think no. I th- remember I think when they this,
2: relaunched uh, uh, Oh, okay. was, was it me that picked it a while back? Maybe. I think if anybody would have been the first one. Somebody yeah, did. Like, yeah. issue
1: one or two when the, the first time they relaunched the, with, what was it, the New 52? Okay.
2: All right. Yeah. Um,
0: the Drowning, Chapter 3. In issue number three, Aquaman's mission of peace is dealt a devastating blow when Atlantean terrorists attack the surface world in retribution for Black Manta's deadly assault on their embassy. Written by Dan Adnett. Art by Felipe Briones. Is that right?
1: Yeah,
0: uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and uh, who else we got here on this? Uh, there's so many dang covers. Where's the? Where's the? Oh, it must be at the end. Dang it!
1: Yeah, that's DC for you. I, I can never find the credits page in the DC book. I know.
0: Well, it's somebody. So, so somebody something. did. Somebody <laughs> did something.
1: Somebody did something. So.
0: Someday I'll get there. Go ahead.
1: Someday you'll get there. All right. Um, you know, issue number one was a backup pick of mine. I was really uh, impressed by the artwork. Issue two was fun as well. Uh, so I've actually been reading a DC book. Imagine that. Oh, yeah, I was going to
2: say, so hold on. You've secretly already been reading this? Yes, I have. Oh. <laughs> All the DC
0: so. secrets are coming out in this episode. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so um i thought the the premise since the first issue was um was interesting um you know aquaman set up this uh sort of uh atlantean embassy on uh on land uh on u.s soil uh so to open up sort of relations between you know the 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 land what do you call land dwellers and uh and the atlanteans uh because there's a lot of you know fear and mistrust and all that kind of fun stuff that goes with that. Uh, not really a theme we haven't seen before. Uh, but it's, it's, I, you know, compared to a guy who's used to Namor being such a dick, um, yeah. seeing the King of Atlantis in this case, uh, Aquaman, uh, being more of a, uh, a diplomat. And, uh, I mean, we all know his stint in the justice league, uh, sure he make he's made fun of a lot but he's still one of those staple kind of justice league characters with a long <coughs> history and uh and it's fun to see this sort of clean cut king of atlantis uh going to diplom- diplomatic route and trying to open up relations so the book's a little political in that sense uh but i really enjoyed the artwork uh in here as well not as good as the first issue i don't think it's the same it's the same artist uh, but the storytelling is is fun the character of Amara it's Mira right Mira um she's a lot of fun and surprising she's you know uh is she already married to him yes yeah, she is uh so they're married right and uh she's sort of she's an excellent first lady is is the only way i can describe it uh <laughs> she has her moment in in the uh, in the issue and uh one of Aquaman's enemies the black manta which i Mentioned this, I think when I was talking about uh, the first issue as a backup pick. I hate Black Manta because he has the dumbest costume I have ever. Seen. What is with that helmet? It's just absolutely ridiculous. Thankfully, he's not wearing the helmet in this in this issue, so um, he looks a lot more badass. And uh, his badassery is is put on the spotlight as some uh, team called Nemo. <laughs> um, <laughs> So they they're trying to recruit him essentially. So I don't I don't know all these character who these characters are, but that's sort of an interesting thing. And we all know is kind of Aquaman's arch nemesis to a certain degree. So um, so yeah, it was just a lot of fun. It's a lot of political stuff, Aquaman, and uh, the tension becomes high because somebody um, claiming uh, somebody took down a battleship, a U.S. naval battleship that was out on a training mission or an operation. Uh, drill or something and uh so they um they attacked the ship and uh, claimed that it was uh atlantis um you know the terrorist attack was claimed by atlantis so naturally as uh aquaman is visiting the white house well he gets taken into custody and uh i'm curious to see what's going to happen next but uh he might uh who knows? He might call upon his buddy Superman or his buddy the Justice League, or he's going to try and figure this out on his own. Um, I just, I just found it interesting, and uh, out of all the books, is just sort of a new thing I've been reading, and that's kind of why I picked it. So the art was solid. The story, albeit uh, political in this specific issue, um, I think it does do a good run through as you're reading through of catching you up with what's been going on. Uh, them showing up at the gate, you know, the embassy being closed. Uh, Mara doing a little bit of uh, of uh, info dump on you, kind of explaining how you know they got to this point. This kind of stuff. And the uh, same thing goes with the Black Manta's part. Um, the girl from Nemo who's recruiting him kind of goes through a bit of a rundown of what happened in the last two issues. So it's kind of these subtle little, oh, this is what's happening with this, and to catch you up to speed. So I, did, I figured that even being a third issue, you guys wouldn't be lost uh, too much and might even want to make you go and see the first two issues, which were which were fairly stellar. So what did you think?
0: If you were to tell me... Uh, yesterday, that we would be sitting here reviewing Aquaman number three, and that it was going to be about, it was going to be a political story that featured also Black Manta, <laughs> um, then my, if, it, that, 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 if that was presented to me yesterday, I, I would have said, oh my God, please shoot me now in the face. <laughs> stab me with your your, stab me with your trident um or something but i have to say despite all of those things that that sounds like a perfect storm right there i love this issue i don't (laughs) i don't know why it has all the i mean i don't care anything about aquaman he's one of my least favorite characters but i thought he was really endearing in this in this in this uh issue um like he didn't have your typical kind of atlantean bravado or politician brav- bravado um he he was like really like trying to figure out what the heck is going on how can i fix this how can i present myself in a way that doesn't make you know the surface world in the shoot are you there just lost oh we just lost i'm here Okay, we'll keep we'll keep going, but um, <laughs> uh, you know, like he's really trying hard to kind of balance all of these things, um, and uh, you know, I just thought that that you know that was really really great. I, like you, I thought Mira was was a great addition to this and and their relationship, mm-hmm. and and um. I, I, and, and then I also thought i mean it's black mana without the stupid helmet is pretty kick ass yeah. um I liked him a lot in this and uh so you know if if they could keep that going that'd be awesome but um um but yeah and i and i I think you're right I was kind of going you know like the subtle ways that Abnett kind of writes this that makes you think that that, that you're helps not you lost. yeah yeah like like so, so all of this is to say is that Dan Abnett might be the best writer in all of comics for all of history because if <laughs> he can do that and do it well and make it and make me enjoy an Aquaman comic, um, then holy cow! Like I mean, I already liked Dan Abnett before, but but this was this was this is great. And and um, and the art—this is not the guy that's been on the first two
1: issues. I don't believe so because if you look at the main cover. Yeah. Um, th- that's the art from the first issue. So, uh, Oh, okay. Okay. It's not quite the same. I don't even know the names cuz is really horrible with their credits. Okay. Um but I have a strong feeling that it's not the same artist as the first issue. Okay.
0: Well, um yeah, I mean, I thought this got this was this was a really solid issue. So, um I really enjoyed it and thought uh, I was I was really um I was just really really surprised. So, uh-huh. um so yeah. So, I guess since uh, oh, the power went out at Gid's house. That's what happened. So, oh, um, so he will join us in just a little bit. But um, uh, but let's go. I guess we can go ahead and rate it, and he, we right. can get we can get his opinions in a few minutes.
1: Okay. Um, I will give Aquaman number three. Um, such an all around good comic, not stellar. I'll I'll give it an eight. Yeah, eight. Uh, that,
0: uh yeah, eight. I think sounds sounds good. Yeah, it was, it was really good. So, um,
1: okay. So, uh, Felipe Briónes did the art. Uh, and cover art was by Brad Walker, who did, and Andrew Hennessy, who did the first issue. Oh, okay. So it is a different artist in issue three. Right. Right. Yeah. Cool.
0: So, um, so yeah. I mean. Wonders of wonders. I mean, you really kind of – you thought I was going to hate it, didn't you? Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, I, I, wasn't, I really didn't know. Yeah. Um, you know, just to talk a little bit about issue one again, too. Issue one was a strong start uh, where it's, it opens up with them having the sort of the um, grand opening gala at the embassy. So there's surface dwellers there and all this. And there was a terrorist attack by the Black Manta oh, um, I see. at okay. the embassy. Uh, which you know they talk about in this issue, but it was actually a really good issue uh, in that sense. So, so why they would get a chance?
0: Why would they close the embassy if if it?
1: Because it's on U.S. soil. Uh, so the so the okay. Land... So if a so
0: if a, if a terrorist attacks an embassy, they're going to close that embassy and not allow anybody to go to it from that country. I, Is that kind of? I famous? guess.
1: Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. It was a weird situation. I guess. Yeah. Um, maybe it's just because they still don't fully trust the Atlanteans. Who knows, right? Well, but right. that was part. That was part of the fun argument, right? They're like, yeah. the terrorist attack was from a land dweller.
0: <laughs> yes, you know. Well, but also, you know, the 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 chief of staff kind of says to to Aquaman, "Well, you know." But remember, and I, you know, you don't have to know what really happened. He's like, remember when all those uh-huh. Atlantean attacks happened in all of those cities? Like, that was a nice little callback, too, because you're, so you, you're immediately kind of thrust into this kind of, you the know, history yeah, and honestly, and and, and and that's super relevant stuff, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, talking about, you know, national security and not trusting a group of people who are foreign, and I mean, holy cow, I mean, it, I, so that's that was what was really intriguing about this, I thought.
1: So, a heavy Aquaman book, imagine that.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely, like, yeah. <laughs> really good all right well let's uh let's go ahead and uh do our backup picks um Back picks, yeah. i'll go first and i'll say i had a lot of books but nothing really wowed me this week um let's see Chew number 56 um just continues uh this is the first issue of the last story arc of Chew, and uh and it's you know your typical fun stuff um, but the, you can tell that they're kind of winding down the story um some you know some some intriguing things are happening and and uh, but it's been a while since we've had an issue of chew so it was nice to have that back in in the in the rotation again um nighthawk number three um, that one just continues to be fantastic too um, just, mm-hmm. a, just a really gritty um uh, violent 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 like really violent um uh marvel comic i mean it's it's interesting to me that this is not a
1: not, not max title yeah. not a
0: max or it's not a marvel Knights. it's it's just nighthawk so um so yeah and and there again another another very relevant uh comic book and and you know talking about police officers and you know dirty cops and <laughs> which ones are you know you know which ones are good and which ones are bad and who can you trust and vigilantes and all that good
1: stuff. And tilda's tilda's awesome.
0: Yeah Tilda's <laughs> pretty pretty great. She's like kind of the anti oracle um for uh for 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 uh old nighthawk and uh and she's pretty she's pretty funny too so um so yeah that was good. Uh I think that's it. I think that's it. Really? I- yeah, yeah. Right. I have some other things to um, talk about, but not so favorable. But go ahead.
1: Okay, well, I didn't get a chance to read a whole lot. But everything I did read, I kind of liked. So I think my Stay Away from is going to be uh, Slim Pickens. But uh, A-Force number 7, um, I really liked. So it's still continuing that story with uh, the Dragon Lady. Um, I think you picked A-Force number 5 at uh, some
2: point. Right. Right.
1: So we're still going with that. Uh, Dazzler Thor in this issue, she um, she meets her demise. Spoilers. Uh, but overall, it was a fun issue. Really well-written. Uh, I just like this. This is really a good, well-written, um, all-female cast by, uh, I assume Kelly Thompson is a girl, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay, because there are some... Men named kelly but uh yeah so this is well written written by a woman sort of for women uh it's a very girl power kind of book but in a good way not in a in your face uh you know man hating kind of way (laughs) so the characters are just a lot of fun to read so i had a lot of fun with that um what else astonishing ant-man uh i mean nick spencer right what else can you say it's still more fun stuff from nick spencer uh doing ant-man uh him and Cassie. Cassie's now the Stinger. So he's sort of like a Ant-Man wasp, you know, Yeah, uh, version or whatever. Hybrid. So, but, mm-hmm. a yeah, hybrid type thing. But the fun thing is the supporting cast uh, in Ant-Man uh, getting, what, Machine Smith and all those guys, uh, Grizzly and uh, uh, Beetle, the new Beetle. Yeah, uh, right? I did he's,
0: like that issue. You're right. I, you know, that should
1: have yeah. So the I yeah, it was just fun, but it wasn't a stellar one, but there you go. Uh the other my third one which I just lost. What was it? oh na naturally it was Nighthawk. Uh Nighthawk I absolutely loved. Would have picked it, but it's kind of like just a continuation of one and two uh with Nothing different to show, but we don't want it to show anything different because the first two were picks on the water cooler, and they were absolutely great, and this is just more of the same. So you won't be disappointed if you've read issue one and two. So that was that was great. Um, yeah, and that's that's it for me.
0: Um, well, speech is back. So why don't you tell us about uh, what you thought of Aquaman 3, and then you can go right into your backup picks. <laughs>
1: Speech calling in from Atlantis, apparently.
2: <laughs> uh. see. All right. It's kind of like you, Jeff. I was like, oh, we're going to get an Alchemy story. I did not expect it to involve politics or this depth of storytelling. And I actually had to go. I was, I was like, who the hell wrote this? And I was like, ah. Okay, like, hey, that may be why I'm writing you know? So um I didn't and I'm actually glad the status quo hasn't changed that much from the last reboot that, you know, things are pretty much the same here. But um it was a very, it was a very solid story, you know. I even like the fact that you know, we had his surrogates, they were all like upset and you know, was asking him to just, like stand down him and he gives himself up over and I guess the only thing I did not like, and I guess I don't like, is the fact that Aquaman has one arch nemesis, and his one arch nemesis is Black Manta. Every freaking time it's Black <laughs> Manta. Like that's that's his one. I mean, I know, you know, Superman has Lex Luthor, Batman has Joker. Yeah, but every uh, it's just it's, it's just like can we? I would like to see Black Manta in another type of capacity, bother somebody else, or just be used a little, a little bit better. He just seems to always be used to prop up Aquaman. Well, he's on the
1: Suicide Squad, right?
2: <laughs> I wish that'd be kind of cool, but no, no, no. So I mean, good issue. The whole um, thing, like Black Manta and Nemo. Um, I don't. Did you was there anything in there that said what the name stands for? It's an acronym. I didn't catch it. And you said that this is their first appearance. This is Nemo's first appearance, right? Um,
1: I don't remember him. Remember them from the first or second issue? Mm-hmm.
2: Um. Okay. So I mean, they were they were kind of cool, in there, and the fact that they're still a boss there to meet. I'm like, okay, so this is, I, it looks like I'm going to go and get Aquaman number four um, because I did like three. I didn't like it as much as I wanted to dislike it, but, you know, I, like I said, it's just a choice of villains. I mean, if it's not, it seems like if it's not, oh, um what's his name, Ocean Master, his brother, it's Black Manta. eight times out of ten, it's going to be Black Manta. You know, who's the Man fighting this week? Black Man. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that's just, just me. But yeah, it was it was a lot better than what I expected. I mean, fish jokes and talking to fish aside. So, you so what's oh. your rating? Oh, you want me to go ahead and rate it?
1: Yep. Yeah, uh, we already did it.
2: Oh, yeah, it just went on without me. Okay. We yep. did. It. All right, uh, I will give it a 6.5. All
0: right. So I liked Aquaman better than Speech did. That's a, that's kind of a miracle, too. All right, well, uh, tell us what your backup picks were.
2: Oh, um, backup picks for comics. Let's see. My first backup pick will be A-Force number 7. I heard, I heard you guys chatting about that. Um, A-Force is what that, old X, um, that all-female X-Men team should have been. Should have been, yeah. And I think if they would have given it to a woman and let all their big name guys take a seat, give the book to a woman, because I don't think A-Force will work as well because Kelly Thompson finds all those great nuances in her characters, period. Because I'm not a Carol Danvers fan at all. Like it's just she's just never been that appealing to me. Neither has She-Hulk. Every now and again, but when it comes to A-Force and with Kelly writing it, I want to read about these characters. Like Nico, I like from the Runaways. That's why I'm interested in her story. I love Singularity. She's the cute, goofy little sister that you just have to protect all the time because she'll get you in trouble. Even that tongue-in-cheek, dirty joke that Kelly that Kelly had in there—it was great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, Literally you know, a tongue in cheek, man.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, you know, I just think it's that is what that all female X Men team should have been. And this. Just knocks it out of the park and it's seven issues strong. And I mean first it was G. Willow Wilson and then it was both of them and now it's just Kelly and the book is still awesome. So it's great next next time we get in the Civil War. Um let's see my next backup pick, I uh, also heard this one mentioned, not Nighthawk. And like you said, Dan, there's nothing more we can say about now. It's just a fucking awesome series. And it needs to stay that way. And David Walker, Town of and And
1: check out that, that cover, right? Oh my uh, god. Cowan nice. and.
2: Uh, um, is it Cyclops?
1: Yeah, and uh, Soto.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the covers are great. The story's great. I, I have to mention this freaking harpoons a guy to the top of the van <laughs> and <laughs> uses the race to like pull him back. I like that is just freaking brutal. I mean that's usually something you don't see in a Marvel period. and just the amount of like carnage that happens, you know, later on. Um but okay I'm gonna stop talking talk about my hawk like it was one of our picks. Uh let's see. I will also say um I did like Faith number no, number one. I'm kinda glad it's an you know, ongoing like, series now. Um think tank creative destruction number four got very very dark very quickly um and then i kind of find out that if you read the back matter man hawkins is writing from a subject that he knows because he admits he suffers from depression um, it's also like one of the things that David is like facing. It's like it's just the real life other villain in this story. It like, gets real dark and real quick and but still a great tale. Um, I will also go with uh, uh, Alden Wolverine number 10. And it was fun. And I haven't liked any of the issues previously, not a lot, but I saw Old Man Roman, and I said, Alright, I'll give it a shot. And this was just a really funny book. It kinda like brought me back to, you know, how good it was back in the day. Um Darth Vader number twenty three. And uh yeah, I think uh wow, Spider Man number six. I hope well. Spider Man okay. number six. All right.
0: All right. Um Let's see, back up, I mean, back up, stay away from, um, let's see, uh, all new Wolverine number 10, only because, I, I mean, I just don't like that there is an actual Wolverine in this book, like, I, I, I think it's too on the nose, and it's trying too hard to be cute, and I just, I'm glad he got shot, I'm just gonna say it, I'm glad he got shot, man.
2: That was your main
0: thing. That, I'm glad Jonathan. His name is Jonathan
2: too. That, Jonathan, but the industry, the indestructible or something, or yeah, it was some so weird dumb, so tag, dumb.
0: tagline yeah. to his name. That was dumb. Um, Spider- I like the art though. Yeah, the yeah. art was okay. Um, Spider-Man number six. Um, I, I'm. I'm. What is this? What is this book now? Like, like, are you telling me that you, that you take Miles out of the Ultimate Universe and like all of a sudden like his book just sucks? like I, there's there's just not a lot to like in this book I don't think I, I
1: he doesn't have a villain yet that's the problem
0: I guess and and yeah. I'm just tired of of him and Gonky and Goldball sitting around talking all the time and I mean it's <laughs> it's, it's it's weird and and I, I don't know I just I'm not I'm not getting it. and and Sarah PaKelly's art just is not doing it for me now I don't know what it
2: is <laughs> I don't think she didn't draw this. But she wrote.
0: Well, that would probably why, right there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that might be exactly right. Okay. Well, I didn't like the art either. So, um, an Uncanny X Men number ten. What the heck? I mean, I couldn't even. I didn't even finish reading this. It was. It was. I, I just. I don't understand. I don't. I've I've loved the X Men for a long time. I've read... I read all of Rick Rick, Rick Remender's um, uh, Uncanny X-Force. I know all about all that stuff, but, like, I don't know what's going on in this book. Like, I don't know why... It's on purpose. Oh, it's... It's, on it's, purpose. A, it's a disaster. It's just awful. So, uh, I think that's it for me. <laughs> oh,
2: That was brutal. Yeah, sorry. All right. So, my stay away from um we're going to... The, um I'm gonna mention uncanny X-Men as well. Let's just stop. Okay. Stop trying to make this a thing. Stop trying to give the X-Men one book and let them just do their thing. Because this was it looked pretty, I will say that. And um it looked pretty in certain spots when everything didn't look super, super rendered. And I think the only reason why I even stuck with this this song is because I'm a huge archangel fan and that's where they got me i wanted to i wanted this to get better um the only part that even was okay was the stuff with him and her brother but i didn't like the fact that all of a sudden Sabretooth comes in and you know you can you can suck on me and use me and i'm like oh come on now I'm like, <laughs> like oh stop we don't we don't need another wolverine-esque Character, okay. We can we can stop trying to make Sabertooth a good a good guy. Happen. I, I want villains to be a villain, and I need the good guys to stop fighting each other for at least a year or two and go back to yeah, bad guys. I agree. Um, so, Batman number three, issue one, he flew a plane from the outside. Issue two. He one-arm-tosses Solomon Bride. <laughs> <sighs> Issue 3 focuses on Gotham and Gotham Girl, because she needed a gender-specific name, because we can't tell she's female by her anatomy. Um, guess what they have in common with Bruce Wayne? What? Just guess.
0: Their, their mom's guess name is Martha. What? <laughs>
2: damn near close. <laughs> the origin story. He saved them when they were kids. Their family was being mugged. Necklace was being saved. I, I put the book down and strained a muscle, rolling my eyes so damn hard. I have taken Batman off of my pole list until this shit gets righted. I, I'm, I'm 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 just done with Batman. now. It, it it looked okay. Gotham and Gotham Girl are two of the most boring new characters I have come across. From Even the those
1: costumes are just uh. oh.
2: The costumes are bland, I mean, and it does, and you see that they're bland and boring because he has this, he's had an obsession with Batman since Batman saved him. And like I I said, if his mom's name was Martha, I just would have just lost it. (laughs) Since their origin stories are damn near close, the only thing that changes is that Batman intervenes and saves him. I'm like, okay, so yeah, Batman number three is... It it, it was just There's nothing about Gotham and Gotham Girl That makes me say Hey I want to read more about about these guys Um, Deadpool and the monks for money number one Just seemed real off Megasonic Teenage Warhead is in it Which her interaction With this team was the only halfway decent part But it seems like we totally forgot a part About Deadpool's history when he was um, experimented on and kidnapped because him and his team are going and taking people for the good of this clandestine scientific group and I'm like really? Did you just And it it just didn't make any sense to me it's it's like two things would have clicked in his head like okay Um, let's see Justice League number one it was an improvement over the rebirth issue but it it was like okay it was Kind of just so far. Thunderbolts number three. Oh, team. you still reading that? <laughs> I like Jim Zubkovich. However, I'm not liking the art on this. And oh, it's, it's really so horrible. Me out. And I love the fact like Atlas had like, one of the best lines in the whole book You know where he tells um, tell the one guy your name is Faceplant and he just beats the crap out of him. It's got some really good moments in the narrative. It's just the artwork is not it's not my cup of tea at all. And whenever they show Cap being on high at Mighty, I'm like, sit the fuck down. <laughs> I'm like, just sit down. Um, Ultimates number nine. Uh, there was another artist on it as well as Kenneth Rockefeller. And it totally just, he handled like some of the past um, portions of the story why Kenneth Rockefeller handled the present and it was just too these styles were just too contrasting. The story was kinda uh um it kind of bleeds into Civil War Two, but since Civil War Two hasn't been that exciting since the third issue, I'm just like, okay. So yeah, those are my stay away dreams. Wow. That was pretty thorough.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Um, I'll echo Uncanny X-Men number 10, um, always been a huge M fan, but I understand that she's, they've tried to do stuff to make her interesting, but she always, she's pretty generic, right? Nobody really likes Monet that much. Um, so I don't know if this is an attempt to make her interesting or not, but it's not working. Um. Yeah, I know. So well (laughs) you're ruining all the x-men uh yeah and same thing spider-man 6 i'm not sure where this book is going i still kind of like it but there hasn't been anything really um spectacular about it. it's definitely not in the caliber of uh the old miles morales book from the ultimate universe uh, that's for sure so it's missing a little something um, and Thunderbolt's number three as well. just that art is just horrible. I've tried it out uh, same thing issue one, two three, but that's it I'm I'm done now. um it's got some interesting things like you said in the narrative, but the art is totally killing it and uh that'll do it.
0: All right. Well, that
1: wraps up another episode of
0: Tales from the Water Cooler. We want to thank all of our wonderful supporters and outlets, including TMB Cafe, Underground Video Network, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, ComicAttack.net, and check out everything over at ComicAttack.net from Chirps to Reviews to News to Manga to Movies, Columns, Podcasts, and product reviews from SuperHeroStuff.com. So um, lots of great stuff out there. Leave us a, uh, a, a a an iTunes review if you can. That'd be great. And also follow us on Facebook at T F T Water Cooler. Um, and you can also follow us on Facebook as well. So do that. How do you guys feel about that?
1: Feel good. All right. I don't,
2: I don't want to say too much. You may start problem. much
1: Well, <laughs> you're gonna need a rag. To mop this
0: up. Uh, yeah. Well, it's time to mop up. It's time to mop up this this episode. So, uh, so everybody have a great week. Stay thirsty and don't forget your rag. <laughs>